Welcome to the Plant Root Podcast, where we seek to encourage independent Baptist leaders as they labor to start and strengthen churches. My name is Chad Colburn, and today I'm joined by my good friends, Jerry McFarland and Michael Britt. I get to pastor the South Liberty Baptist Church in Liberty, Maine. Jaron is the planter and pastor of the Oxford Baptist Church in Oxford, Maine. And then Michael Britt is the pastor of the Topsom Baptist Church. And we are blessed with two men running our sound tonight and helping us as we record these podcasts. And so, gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's a blessing to be here. So this is our, our, first, our first podcast. And so we kind of want to start off by just establishing purpose uh, and just getting uh, out there to uh, getting out there just just the purpose of this why are we doing this why are we spending time talking about starting and strengthening churches and so we're going to do this by way of just three questions and so the first question Jaron, I'm going to pitch this to you when we at this table are speaking of church planting what do we mean and, and what does that look like in other words you know, are we saying, hey, if you get upset with your pastor and want to start a home church down the road and split the church in two, we want to help you. Is that what we're talking about? Uh, or are we talking about something different altogether? No, of course not. And when I, when I consider who will be listening to this, when I consider that there will be seasoned pastors listening to this that have labored in the Word for years um, and planted churches and many churches and gone through the ebb and flow of life of discouragement and encouraging time and yet they're faithful it is hard uh, for me to attempt to speak as an authority so I won't speak um, for myself for my own words but I'll speak God's word and the pattern that I'm endeavoring to follow myself and the pattern that is laid out in scripture and the clearest pattern that I that I have found as far as what a a church planter is to do when they get into the town Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5, For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power, and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as ye know what manner of, manner of men we were among you for your sake. So Paul there speaks about how the gospel came to the people at Thessalonica. And the first way, once the, once the church planter gets into the town, the first way that they get that they go about planting the church is with the word of God the power of the Word of God, the timeless Word of God, and it is to be preached, it is to be given, it is to be distributed, it is to be studied. Uh, and then the second one is the Holy Ghost. Um, we pray, we ask for God's power, we ask for God's leading. We are men that are yielded to the Holy Spirit as we do not reap the fruits of, of carnality, but we reap the fruits of the Spirit. And then the third way is our example. By spending time with people. So the, the in scripture we preach, we pray, and you be what you preach. You have people over for them to see your life, your family, and that you're really convinced of what you're saying is true. And that from that uh, God builds his church. That's the, the clearest pattern that I've found in scripture. Okay, so you came to Maine uh, for the purpose of planting a church, yes. Yes. Okay. So when you when you came to Maine, how did God work it out for you to get to Oxford? In other words, I think what I'm driving at is 
Um, what is the involvement of a local church in the process of reproducing another local church? Does that right. make sense? Absolutely. Uh, well, first the Lord led us to Churchill for a time and season to work with uh, Pastor James Wiley. And then shortly after that, uh, the Lord led us out to the South Liberty Baptist Church to work with you as your assistant. And it was during that time that that God prepared us uh, when you know, when we thought at, a, at times we were prepared, uh, only to find out that we weren't. But God prepared us for that time. And then I, I believe the, the best way to do it with involving everybody in, in the biblical pattern is that the sending church sends out a specific group, but they stay, they stay with them. Uh, they're behind them 100% through prayer, uh, through finances, through involvement, and they're just with them their encouragement so that they do not uh, so that the people that are then sent out uh, do not go through those uh, discouraging times or rather are uh, greatly affected by those discouraging times okay so nuts and bolts today a man from our church ronald gibson helped you change your tires yes and something as simple as that is your sending church being engaged still in oh, absolutely! Work. Yeah, right. they come. They come probably monthly and make visits and drop off uh, supplies, meat, tools, uh, whatever it is that we need. They they bring it. They stop in on Sunday mornings. They give testimony of of our family of the growth that took place in their lives, and it's just all gives that assurance to the people that there are other people that are behind us, uh, pushing and also holding the rope. Okay, so. So you'd say then that I think we would agree on this because we are, we are close and okay. we're good friends. So um, we've just seen we've just seen what God has done in that when we sent you out and we've continued to be a part of that work just through friendship, through encouragement, through giving, through being being ministered to. Mm-hmm. Um, church planting is not this idea of send a guy out and then you know, once a year get a report from him. Mm, it's no. it's send a family out and stay invested in that family as they work to... They're an extension of you to a certain right. extent. Oh, Ex- yeah. You know, they are carrying the gospel to a place that you cannot go. And Oxford is, I mean, what, it's like an hour and a half yep. from where we are. Right. Um, but there's a whole set of people there that, that you're... The Lord's using you to reach them uh, in ways that we can't. Right. And, and then we, we yep. get to... He- be a part of that we get to hear about it we get to rejoice with you in it so we're going to speak uh positively about planting churches because it is it's a wonderful thing yeah it's god's it's god's plan all right so awesome so mike you're still you're here with us yes all right doing well yes coffee's kicking in i think so okay so when it comes to Rooting. I'm going to do air quotes. Rooting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or I like the word strengthening. Yeah. Uh, what does that look like? Because your situation's different. You did not. Now, now you're, uh, you and Jaron went to the same same college, mm-hmm. right? So you were uh, college mates. Yep. College mates. Is that, a, yeah. is that a word? Oh, yeah. That's two words, actually. It is now. Okay. So <laughs> you, you're, you're even peers, right? Sure. How old are you, Mike? Uh, I am 32. 32. And, and you are? Thirty-two and a half. Wow! When's your birthdays? August. This, August. Well, I'm a little bit younger. When I'm in November. Wow! So yeah. you nearly—I mean, you were nearly 
Um, wow, nearly having the same birthday. That nearly? Um, Does that count as nearly? Yeah. I, mean, okay. I was going to say <laughs> nearly getting potty trained at the same time. But, good thing you didn't uh, say that. I didn't say that. Well, so, but I did, and that was there forevermore. Yeah. But, okay, no. your situation is different. Sure. I mean, you did not come to Maine and start a brand new work. You inherited a work that existed yeah. for a time mm-hmm. uh, but, but was waning. Mm-hmm. So tell us about that, what that looks like sure. from as you took it, the transformation, the transition, and then, you know, where are you today? Okay, so um, I, was, I was working with Pastor Wiley at Churchill Baptist Church, um, just minding my own business and uh, having a good old time. I was cool with being the assistant pastor for a long time, and, and uh, that's kind of... Uh, the direction I thought my life was going to go. We had just purchased a house, and uh, we were we were here to stay. And uh, even after the uh, financial ability to have me full time as an assistant pastor uh, uh, dissipated, we we still stayed on staff. We wanted to do that. Then um, I got a call from Pastor Todd Bell at the Calvary Baptist Church in Sanford, and he had been he he really his his call it seems is he specializes in. Um, placing men in empty pulpits that's a, that's a burden I think that he's embraced and he called me and in his signature top bell fashion uh, 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 goaded me into preaching not candidating but just preaching at the then Tabernacle Baptist Church well I went down and preached and before too long I, um, actually it was that same Sunday I, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that that was where I should be um, those experiences in my life come very infrequently um, I often don't have feelings that transcend um, my common senses, um, and I don't trust my feelings. But there are those certain times that things happen that you really don't have an explanation for other than this was the mighty hand of the Creator uh, moving me and placing me. And so there's a pro of an established church is it's an established church. <laughs> there was a building paid for. There were some members left. Um, the church had a rich history. Uh, it, it was a... Um, what we might now identify as your um, um, typical, for lack of a better word, not a derogatory word or pejorative word, but a typical independent fundamental Baptist church. Um, and then the, another pastor took it over for about a decade or so, a little more, and um, uh, small changes, but ultimately there have been a couple of splits and there were only a few people left uh, at the church. So anyhow, long story shorter, um, I, I said yes, and the church voted me in, and I'm very, very thankful. But the transition that you mentioned, the pro is that it's an established church. The con is that it's, it has an established disposition. So when you go to take a church, you can agree with the basics of the statement of faith and say yes and yes at all the right places. But there are a lot of small um, convictions, preferences, and standards that a pastor might have that might not mesh automatically with the with the members of that church. And so the process of getting to know one another and of carefully unveiling oneself uh, Mm -hmm. to the church body uh, over a period of time uh, so as to say, hey, love me, trust me, know that I'm not a complete raving psychopath. I just have Um, a a question. Yeah, go ahead. How long did you wear a veil before you... You know, I can't say that I consciously did. I think it's the same thing that you might do in any relationship. Like when um, when I started talking to my wife, 
she doesn't need to know that I have a collection of stuffed hamsters that I no, I'm just joking. I really don't. <laughs> no, but no. that's the sort of thing you don't want to let out right away, you know. Yeah. But it's but honestly, it wasn't ever a purposeful thing. But you, you do. I think any of us, when we enter into a relationship for the first time, you always have your guard up a little bit more, so as to say, hey. Um, you can trust me. I do love you. I do want the best for you. Um, and then over the years, they know that I'm a little crazy. We like doing the, uh, and I know that we're probably going to address this in a future podcast, but our church meeting structure is a little bit different. Sometimes we're, we're, we do things a little bit differently than other churches. Um, but I wanted them to know that um, they had me wrapped around their fingers, so to speak, as their pastor. I love them. I would do anything for them. And when they know that, and I think that it helps to transition. Um, so, yeah, having a group established has pros and some potential cons. Um, but as long as we don't limit our missiology or our church planning strategies to what has to happen according to our 21st century standards, mm-hmm. then I think things work a little bit better. And I know that we have a space in the future reserved for missiology and church planning tactics and things and strategies. Um, but I, I suppose um, that, that's kind of how it that's kind of how it looked. I'll leave it at that for now. But it was a, it was a very smooth and wonderful transition where we grew exponentially, in fact. Uh, we grew by, in the first three years, almost 900 to 1,000%. Wow. <laughs> which means that we went from about 6 to 60. And now uh, reality kicks in, and, you know, um, we, we're down to probably about 35 or 40 on a good day. And that's okay, because those are the ones who are faithful and loyal members of this particular flock. And uh, I'm, I'm thankful and privileged beyond what language can express to be the pastor of the Thompson Baptist Church. So this is kind of, this is kind of, uh, how long have you been at, at Topsom? Uh, in a couple of months, it'll be four years. So four years, yeah. and you've been in Oxford. We just finished up one year of officially starting. Okay, so this is interesting because you're at one year, yep. all right, you're at four, mm-hmm. and I'm getting close to seven. Yeah. So what's neat about this Did is, you say that just to make me feel bad? No, okay. no, no, but there's perspective. <laughs> Here's what I like about this group in particular. Sure. And we're going to have different pastors in. And if you're listening right now, I want you to know that we have an empty chair mm-hmm. that reminds us of you, that you're here. And our, our goal is really just to be a help to you. Because if you're listening to this, you're likely uh, in the process of starting a church. Or if you are pastoring an existing work, as Mike does and I do, uh, there's moments where you just need some insight, some encouragement. Even if we spend a whole podcast on, hey, he, these are all the dumb things I did. Please don't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, then we, we want to be a help in that fashion. So when you talk about transition and you talk about, you know, how do I, can, how do I pastor this work that's had a pastor mm. um, before me who's, you know, had a different ministry philosophy um, whose personality is different, mm-hmm. whose uh, just everyday practices are different. You know, I think I think we probably did similar things in in that we tried to demonstrate respect for yeah. the pastors Absolutely. who were there before us. Yeah. So the pastor who was before me at South Liberty was there for 34 years, yeah. um, Nate Garnett, and when he took the work, uh, all that the the church had was a few people in a small building on a corner lot and they bought property across the street 20 some odd acres and everything that is there now almost everything that's there now um is is a direct result of his ministry Mm -hmm. so i came in 50 years his junior after Mm. he passed away Mm. uh and 
to to a church body that is hurting because they've lost their pastor and their friend. Yeah. It's like how do you how do you how do you uh, help these people? Mm-hmm. You don't know what you think you know what you're doing, but you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, it's by God's grace. Yeah. you know it's it's Jesus's church, so He holds it together. Yeah. but either way, whether you are planting a work, and you know you're a year into this, and right now you have three families plus, right? And you say, you know, we're back to 35 or 40. You still only started with six. Correct. Yeah. I mean, God yeah. added. Absolutely. In our church, when we came, we had a core. We uh, pretty much have the same core that we had then and and then some. Our right. church has grown yeah. to God be the glory. Amen. And, and so, uh, you know, when you talk about strengthening a church that you've – strengthening a church that you're the pastor of – uh, we're talking about transition here or new works, just that need to respect the past. Yeah. Respect the past. Well, if I can speak to that super quick, um, the the founding pastor have been there a long, long time. And even now in the community, people will still know. If I say, hey, I'm from the Thompson Baptist Church, formerly Tabernacle Baptist Church, oh, that's Danny Chamberlain's church. Yeah. And uh, he was known in the community. And he would sometimes raise the ruckus uh, about something that happened in the community. And I think in many ways, that's a good thing. We saw Paul do that in Acts. He said, hey, I'm a Roman citizen. Sometimes it's appropriate to stand up. And But then, you know, the next pastor, and this is, and he did things a little bit differently. But to be, to be transparent, it's a slightly different scenario than you found yourself in with Pastor Garnett. Mm-hmm. And that it wasn't a church that was hurting because they law it was a church that was um kind of emaciated and kind of kind of um fatigued a little drained because they knew that their pastor was on the way out in fact they they really known for years to be very transparent uh that he had a desire you know to uh and to his credit he didn't just up and leave you know um very much to his credit but they kind of know you know and so it was just kind of everything was in a, a stalemate really at that point um and so when we came i i believe that this would have happened with anybody who had you know uh, any desire or drive whatsoever but i think the church was excited and uh, we did have that initial spur of growth some of whom are still with us um, we did lose some pretty quickly as well, um, but uh, but yeah, I just wanted to speak to that as well. That it was a slightly different transition, and that I think the church was ready and excited uh, for some for some change. Yeah. Okay. Jaron, you got anything else to add before we jump into question number three? No, sir. Let's do it. All right. So in in our respective journeys, all right. Can I use that word journey? Yeah. Journey. It's cute. Um. It's, yeah, it's cute. It's very cute. cute. Yeah. Like funny ha-ha or funny weird? Like just, no, I think it's nice. Yeah. Like kitten? It's very 21st century. Of you. Okay. All right. Relevant? It's Is it relevant? relevant. <laughs> All right. In our respective journeys, can we, and I'll start with you, you Mike. We'll yeah. start with you, Mike. Just identify or share with us a theme that God has brought out in the process. Mm. You know, whether um, in your case, just taking an existing work, strengthening a work in Oxford or in yeah. Topsom, rather, or Jaron, you starting in Oxford, just something that God has brought up again and again. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a portion of Scripture um, that you can encourage us with. Wow. So um, we, uh, I did have some opportunity to prepare a response to these, obviously, um, and I find myself writing a number of things down. Um, and I don't want to jump too far ahead because I know that we're planning on again talking about missiology and what church meetings look like, etc. But I suppose the theme that came out. Uh, for me was being independent means being independent. 
a lot of times we say, oh, I'm an independent Baptist, and yet we find that if you do something different than another independent Baptist, you're, you know, branded and blogged, you know. Ostracized. <laughs> right. yes. um, and so it's interesting is that we say, I'm an independent, fundamental, biblical Baptist, and a lot of people aren't independent, they aren't fundamental, and they're not biblical, um, and they might be Baptist. And so... Um, Names are, are nothing. Nomenclature is empty, arose by in and a name, but smell is sweet. So being independent means being independent. And it took me a while to develop a almost sense of a, a sense of moral courage to say it's okay to do things differently. And uh, the scripture reference is Acts chapter 2, verse 42. They continue daily in the Apostles' Doctrine, breaking of bread, fellowship, and prayer. Uh, prayers, I believe it is. Um, and I think that the end of Acts 2.42 speaks of a uh, almost a Jewish ceremonial prayer that it would use in worship. They continue to worship full prayer. Um, so when, when we try to make things be the gold standard for what makes a church meeting a church meeting, I wonder if we're actually leaning more upon our own understanding. And I'm pretty sure there's a Bible verse about that. Um, leaning on your own understanding. I've not heard of that. <laughs> no, not I've familiar not with that one. that one. I think it's in Amos. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> Amos chapter sixteen. No, it's Hezekiah. Right. So, and and so that's that. And um, and I also wrote in my notes, and I'm not entirely sure what I was thinking when I wrote this, but I just wrote, "Don't be a pompous jerk." Hmm. Um, I, I think honestly, maybe that that goes hand in hand with the tendency that we have to hold things over each other, and to say you must do it this way. Hmm. And if you really trace that back, I think a lot of that goes to pride. But I won't speak to that a lot right now uh, mm -hmm. i'd rather just keep my comments to the Get fact of the theme that brought out that god brought out of the process would certainly independent means independent you follow god you obey the scriptures you follow the biblical pattern and you'll be just fine okay. mm -hmm. jaron how about you definitely there's been different uh, bible verses that have encouraged us along the way uh, one being god's speed from the beginning that we uh, we can't judge uh, or determine whether or not we're at a good speed, but we pray for God's speed and God moves us along at his process. But recently, uh, the verse has been, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Uh, such a simple verse, hmm. but packed with uh, doctrine and packed with encouragement. And so if you consider life, it's like a wave with its ups and its down and its ups and its down. And whether they're close together or spread apart, it still is full of ups and downs. But hmm. If you look at the goodness of God, it belongs to his character, and his character is immutable. It does not change. Therefore, he is good. Therefore, God has no ups and downs. God is steadily mm. good forevermore, foreverlasting. Yeah. So when we are not experiencing the goodness of God, we are savoring the bitter taste of sin, mm. self, and pride. Mm. But when we are experiencing the goodness of God, we are actually tasting of God and seeing that he is good. So right now, what we want to do, uh, God's done this in my heart and Kimberly's heart, but we're wanting other people, other believers and, and lost people to see that the Lord is good, but his goodness is not seen until one has the faith to taste. Mm. They must taste of God to see his goodness. And that's been so encouraging right now. Mm. Uh, that, was, to, that was a really good answer. I, I just, can I change mine? You can, but we're, we're going to leave okay. your previous answer in. All right. Then this will be an I just addendum. feel like mine wasn't. No, I just feel an like addendum. mine wasn't that good now. No, Thanks, it was Jared. good. No, I just. It's good. That's fine. Why don't you guys? I'll just step Can up. I do mine? I guess. And maybe just what I'll it, do is I'll do one that's just a little bit 
worse worse than yours. I appreciate that. Okay. So Jaron knows me pretty well, <laughs> and I will tell you that my my life verse for are you laughing over there, Jaron? <laughs> hey, listen. This guy's got the giggles okay. over here. It's because of it's because of the glue we used for the, yeah yeah we, we were putting up the soundboards in the studio. All right, so. Um, 1 Corinthians 9.24 says, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, mm. but one receiveth the prize. So run that you may obtain. And so early on in um, my time as, as pastor, I had this mindset of just, you know, go full bore and yeah. get as much done as you can. Mm. And sometimes that came at the expense of... Your assistant pastor. Um, wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because now he's in Oxford. <laughs> so, no, but, okay, if we're going to speak uh, candidly here, sure. there were t- things that we had to learn together. Of course. You know, yeah. you you had to teach me, um, along with some precious uh, precious others in my in my life, the Lord used to teach me to uh, not just have that, that get-it-done mentality, uh, but it's really not been until this year in my life that I've connected verse 24 to verse 25 that says, And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Uh, the idea being discipline, just the discipline, you know, submitting every aspect of my life over to the Lord and giving him full and free reign of it to do with it as he pleases. And so I would, you know, the, a theme, the Lord use, uses his word. And so in, in our first, you know, five years, we saw a church planted in, in Rockland, Breakwater Baptist Church, where Pastor Dave Peterman is there. And we saw uh, Oxford Baptist Church planted, and, and we were able to be a part of ministering. And I'm thankful for all of that. I'm thankful that um, the Lord used those years of my life for that purpose. Mm-hmm. And I would say he's, in my own life, he's adding to that. He's getting me to verse 25, saying, uh, all right, all right, Colburn, um, slow down, and let's let's just let's get more discipline. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the Lord teaches us. It's yeah. interesting because he's... He teaches us things independently, but also teaches us those things as we work together. Yeah, um, and I'm thankful for all of that. So great! I think a great start to our uh, our podcast, talking about what do we what do we mean when we speak of church planting? What do we mean when we speak of of strengthening? And then, you know, glory to God for the things He teaches yeah. us mm-hmm. uh, through this process, and you know, through this podcast. I pray that the Lord will will teach us even more mm. and use our listeners through listener feedback, yeah. uh, teach us some things as well. And so let's finish up. I'm going to finish up with a segment that I would like to call A Word to the Wise. Now, remember, we, uh, we've practiced a, a ditty. Yes. A, a little song that... I actually just remembered that when you said right, Word to the Wise. Right, this segment. Yeah. So you remember, you, you've got to sing it and then we'll I, for harmonize. For some reason do. I, I for some reason ready? do. Word to the Wise. Okay, ready? No. You ready? ready? Okay, here we, ready? Go. here we go. Word to the wise. Okay. Wow, 
not happening, no, Jaron. Okay. Jaron, I think, I think he actually you were blinked off. a few times so as to you know indicate that we were hurting him a little bit. Jaron's tone deaf, so he was off key. I'm, I'm actually yeah. hearing impaired. So <laughs> I know, but you're the best song leader in the state, That's so it's not like how, somehow the best song leaders right, right. can't hear. It's right. probably good. All right, so Mike, give us give us a word of wisdom. All right, and so you can use even two words if you'd like. I appreciate that. Two yep. words is what I have written down. Is learn something. Mm. Um, Learn something. We are. We are. Just before we started the podcast, Chad, you and I, Chad, you and I had a discussion. Uh, I call you Chess now. That's fine. Uh, we we had <laughs> That's a discussion. My, my Russian. Oh, yeah, my Russian name. <laughs> well, comrade, we actually had a uh, a good discussion on on uh, what we are equipped to unearth from the scriptures mm-hmm. with a more enhanced knowledge um, of biblical manners and customs, biblical languages, etc. Um, and that's great, and it has its place, and I think we're, we're in a great position to go forward. However, um, we must never think that we are not standing on the shoulders of giants behind us. And I'm not talking about Jack Hiles and... Lee Robertson, as, as for all the for better or for worse, I'm not talking about them. Or I'm the talking, ne- you're not talking about the Nephilim. I'm not talking about the <laughs> Nephilim either. Uh, the sons of Anak are not the giants <laughs> oh, to whom I am okay. referring. Um, I'm talking about first century believers, second century believers, third century believers, and while it takes more work to read and understand the things that they said, it, Christianity is not a new thing. It's an ancient and holy faith. It goes back farther than, than 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 we could ever imagine or construct in our mind, and so to think that we can just look back forty or fifty years and read some pastoral commentaries and think we've got our a grip on Christianity, um, it is woefully ignorant, remarkably arrogant, and uh, it's a it's it's folly, it's folly. So learn something, go back and learn something, and if you think they're wrong, consider that you might be wrong. Okay. That's so. Let me, that's gonna, a really gonna, long word of the wise. Right, but I'm gonna. So I'll just pitch yeah, in there. Fix also, what I said. No, I'm not gonna fix it. No, it might I'm, be just, I'm just gonna offer my limited insight. Sure, please. All right, very limited. Is that you know we uh, some of our listeners they may have benefited greatly from the ministry of a a brother Hiles. Absolutely. Right? So we absolutely. I, my take would would on that would be to take the body uh, body of work. Of all God's servants, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. under consideration, absolutely, as as an example. Yep. And so we're, you know, I, I know you. I'm going to slap you on the leg. Did you hear that? Can you hear that sound? Probably. Okay, I felt um, it. Our sound guy says you can hear the slap right there. Okay, that's the second one. I feel like um, that was unfair. <laughs> so you know, our goal is not to not to alienate. No, but, um, heavens or, no. Or to unify foolishly. Right. But I, I appreciate what you had to say. I hope you understand. It's like Hebrews chapter 11. Right. He didn't just talk about one person. He sure. talked about a great mm-hmm. cloud of witnesses. Yeah. So I yeah. love what you said about yeah. looking at Christianity, Christianity as a whole, the right. whole body of Christian faith, right. mm-hmm. not just what's happened in the last hundred right. years. Yeah. Certainly not what just happened right. in America. We might use the word iterations. Wow. Isn't that nice? We might use that I've word. I've been looking for a place to use that for weeks. Wow. Okay, Jaron, word to the wise. If you see the goodness of God every day, you are tasting of the right things. Very good. And we are also so thankful for our listeners. And so join us next time as we dig into Synergy.